Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 68 of my little gaming show where once a week I just, I have to ramble about video games. I just love them so much, whether it's old video games that I grew up with, new video games that I'm playing currently. I got a retrospective series where I go back and play old games that I missed out on and give my current up-to-date, what do I think about that game? And of course... Today, we are doing a versus. I put up two things against each other and they battle it out for supremacy. We're going back to the gaming, the best years of gaming. We're going to put up 2007 versus 2010. We know that 20, uh, 2007 is an absolute powerhouse. There's a lot of good games in that generation. The PS3, 360, Nintendo Wii era, a lot of good years in gaming right there. Last time we did one of these, I think it was 1998 going up against 2004. You know, doing some research for this one, those two years in particular are generally the one and two on a lot of lists. So that's quite interesting. Uh, You can go back and listen to that one and figure out which one I thought was a little bit better. But this one I'm going to be a lot uh, more keen on because I was right in the middle of this 2007-2010. I was... Hardcore gaming in high school, so I had all the time in the world to play video games, and I was playing a lot of video games. So we're going to go back and look at uh, some of the big stories or the things that came out during those years, the best video games that came out that those two years, and of course we'll look at the worst ones that came out that year, and we'll see which one overall was the best year in gaming. In just my little humble opinion, it's not fact and it's not written in stone. These are it's just it's just a fun conversation and really fun uh, to go back and get a little nostalgic kick at some of the games that were coming out in 2007 and 10. It feels like yesterday some of these came out and it's already been well over 10 years for these games so you know we're talking almost is that retro like when I I remember when I was buying my first car it was over 10 years old and they they called it a classic I'm like really like yeah if it's over a decade it's it's technically a classic so all these games technically in a way are classics so it's going to be fun to go through all of that but before we get into that versus talk let's talk about what I have been up to Over the last week or so, and of course, I always encourage you, the listener, let me know what you've been up to over the last week or whenever. It's December now, y'all, so Christmas. What's your favorite favorite Christmas movie of all time? Said it last week. I I am a, I love a Christmas story and Jingle All the Way, man. Jingle All the Way is all time Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. So freaking good. Grew up with that movie, and it just gets better every single time I watch it. So it's it's drawing close to Jingle All the Way time because it's December. So let me know what's your favorite Christmas movie and what games are you playing? What TV shows are you diving into? Let me know as I let you know. So. My wife and I have been getting into the Harry Potter movies. It's gotten disgusting. We crushed, I think, four more now since the last episode. I got three, four, and five, and six. We did six last night as well. So a little bit disgusting, but it's a little bit of an addiction. I'm very much so into these Harry Potter movies right now. It's been a long time since I've gone through all of them. I've had a lot of stops and starts with them. It's like, oh, I watched the first one. It's like, oh, I'm good. That scratched the itch. But this year, it's just, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it this year. My wife is feeling it. We're crushing them. And yeah, three growing up wasn't my favorite. That was kind of one that was like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't as good as one or two. And yeah, actually rewatching that one now, very good movie. Uh, it still isn't my favorite one. I think it's my, my wife said that was her favorite one. Regardless, it was good. Four still stands as my favorite movie. Rewatch that. Absolutely love the fourth movie, Goblet of Fire. So freaking good. And then my wife controversially wanted to skip... I think it was the fifth movie, or it was one of the fifth or the sixth movies. She wanted to skip one of them. I said, nah, nah, we can't do that. Can't be skipping a movie. I want I want to get the full story, so we watched it. Five was really good, and so was six. I was actually, like, you know, a little bit, like, curious. Like, oh, were they, like, I remember not liking them very, very much when I was younger. First time I watched them. And, no, I think five and six were both really good. The fight scene at the end of five, goddamn, don't want to say too much in case there's some wild people out there that haven't seen Harry Potter movies yet, but oh, fight scene at the end of five was so freaking good. 
and I feel like we're going to probably have them done by next GX GamerCast. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a full Harry Potter-a-thon. I, I, I wasn't expecting to have them done so soon. I was going to kind of... I thought that was going to be my December viewing, but not complaining at all. Harry Potter movies, all time. So good. We also finished off... That's it for movies. I mean, fucking four Harry Potter movies. I wasn't going to be able to squeeze in much else than that. We finished off Beckham. I, I enjoyed that docuseries quite a lot. Uh, watched the first, it's four episodes, so we finished the last two. It was good. Like, it, it just continued to be good and very interesting to me because I'm not a soccer guy. I don't know anything about it. And, uh, yeah, they kind of wrapped it up with a nice bow, finished off Beckham's career, and that was rather nice. And I got a few episodes of Welcome to Wrexham. Again, very charming, wholesome, fun good-ass little show right there. So, let's talk about some video games. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Liza P this week since I finished off Baldur's Gate. Liza P has taken over, and I'm feeling good that I should be able to have the review out for that next episode. So, be looking out for a Liza P review, because I'm on Chapter 10. I think there's... 12 chapters, so I'm very close to the end, I should have that done, and yeah, we'll go into depth with Liza P and how I feel about that game, it's going to be positive, it is definitely going to be a positive conversation with Liza P, I finished off Moonlighter as well, just a good, solid little game right there, if you're looking for something nice, handheld, fun, something you could play for 20 minutes or an hour if you want to, dirt cheap, you can get it super cheap, it's always on sale, uh, recommend the Switch version, I played it on Switch, it was fun there, uh, with the handheld, and yeah, it was like, I don't know how long it took me, maybe 15 hours, and I think there was some downloadable content, I got like the Game of the Year edition, and there's some extra stuff, don't know if I'm going to finish it, like once I roll credits, I'm pretty happy, but there's some extra stuff after credits to do, don't think I'm going to move on with that, so I, I, I'm looking for the next Switch game, I think my the homie Billy is going to let me borrow Super Mario RPG, so I'm looking to maybe be playing that next on Switch, and started up a big one, so since I'm watching all the Harry Potter movies, I decided to start up Hogwarts Legacy, oh shit, so this year's been insane that, you know, a game like Hogwarts Legacy, even though I know it's been, like, topping out on the sales charts pretty much every single week and month, it's always in there, uh, kind of slipped under like, through the cracks a little bit through this crazy year. It's like Hogwarts Legacy, Star Wars, and, oh, man, what's that game called? Uh, with the robots and stuff that uh, From Software soft, from software released this year. I'm, I'm still struggling to find the name. That's how fucking down in the depths it is from this year, but I want to play that one as well. And, yeah, I got to remember. I got to remember the name of that one or, uh, or it's going to be not good. But finally got into Hogwarts Legacy, and, yo, the hype is real. Like, mixing it in with the movies right now, the beginning of the game is really strong. Like, the music is there, the atmosphere. I'm drawn in. I'm addicted. Loving this game so far. Hogwarts is sick. Uh, all these spells and... Again, with the movies, I'm like, oh shit, I know what they're talking about there. I can, like, oh, it's good. It's a lot. I highly recommend. Watch a couple of Harry Potter movies. Play Hogwarts Legacy at the same time. It's it's quite awesome. It's quite awesome. So, also looking to review Hogwarts Legacy. Might be able to get that in for December. We'll see. I don't... I've heard varying times with this game. Some people are like, oh, I fucking beat it in 30 hours. Some people are like, it says 70 hours, but I'm, I'm guessing that's... If you want to do all the little challenges, which I doubt I'm doing, so it's probably not as long as I'm thinking it's going to be. Same thing with Liza P. I thought it was going to be longer. I'm flying through this game. So that is everything that I've been playing by the looks of it here. Just take another look. Yeah, that's about it. I have Resident Evil 2. It's on the go, but I don't think I played very much of it. Last, I don't know if I, I can't remember what I talked about with it last time, but I left myself off very terrified and I've just unleashed Mr. X and he's still coming after me and I haven't returned. Very similar to the last time I played Resident Evil 2 Remake and the first time I saw Mr. X, I quit that game for a week. It took me a week to build up the balls to even deal with Mr. X and I'm semi doing that again, but mostly because I'm drawn into Hogwarts Legacy and Liza P. A little bit more right now. So that is everything that I'm playing right now. So let me know what you've been up to. And let's do it, baby. Let's get into the Versus Talk. 2007 going up against 2010. 
jeez, the freaking trumpets and everything, that's crazy. I, the music in Red Dead is just fantastic. I might, oh, they just re-released that on the Switch. I'm not going to play it on the Switch. Regardless, let's, <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying a little bit. Let's do this. Freaking 2007 versus 2010. Let's start off with a positive note, and let's talk about all the worst games that came out during those two years in particular. Let's kick off with 2010, so... The, the the fucking Kinect and the Move, the PlayStation, all that stuff came out in 2010. We'll talk about that a little bit in depth. But yeah, that's going to be uh, some of the games scratching the bottom of the barrel in 2010. I mean, throwing out some shameless kind of shovelware garbage onto those Kinect trying to uh, buy, you know, cash in on that market at the time. So at the top of the bottom of the barrel you know what i'm saying we'll start from the best of the worst down to the absolute just the worst so 2010 we got quantum theory at a 43 on metacritic these are mostly if not all metacritic scores so you can go with that uh csi fatal conspiracy at a 42 and we're not done with the conspiracies or the tv show stuff prison break the conspiracy what is with all the conspiracies a lot of conspiracy stuff going on in 2010 that's for sure 42 come on now you guys got to do better than that naval assault straight up 40 now we got the connect motion sports connect at a 40 i will admit i've never touched a connect didn't know anybody that had a connect i feel like i was already burned out and kind of over the whole motion control phase by that point i had my wii and around when the connect came out and the move like i don't even fucking barely remember the move uh that was just, that was, oh man, I don't know what PlayStation was thinking with that one, but yeah, didn't touch either of those, uh, but I did, I watched a ton of YouTube, uh, I still do, but back then I used to watch a lot of video games awesome, and I loved watching them play with the Kinect, and how glitchy, and how fucked up it was, and just how funny it was watching the characters in the video game, like, glitching out, and they're just, their reactions were priceless, if anyone knows, video games awesome, uh, they're not quite the same as they used to be back in the heyday they're still doing their thing though and so god i have so much respect for them they're so ahead of their time like the way that they were making uh their videos and their live streams like it's the way that it's done now and they're doing it in like 2008 like it's crazy regardless i uh, loved watching them play that but motion sports connect a 40 Harry Potter, a lot of Harry Potter talk on this one, but the games, a lot of them sucked, especially during this generation of games. Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, Part 1, 38%, just yuck. Um, honestly, I think Hogwarts Legacy is the first and only Harry Potter game I can recall playing. I know there's a lot of love for, even my wife talks about playing the Quidditch game, I think... I think it was only on the GameCube, but regardless, she remembers playing that and liking it quite a bit. They got to get some sort of Quidditch, right? In these, in in the new gen and this Hogwarts game, I don't, I haven't come across Quidditch. I don't think it's in there, which is like kind of fucked up. So yeah, Power Gig Rise of the Six String, uh, rocking uh, thirty six. So yeah, it's just just bad. I don't recall this one. Probably trying to cash in uh, very late. Uh, this was at the point where the instrument phase rock band guitar hero was really starting to burn out i feel like i remember a little bit about power gig remember hearing about it but yeah i was a rock band guy through and through and i had guitar hero i had a lot to eat and then we got the movie tie-in video game mega mind ultimate showdown rocking a 33 percent just trash a lot of bad uh movie games coming out during this era as well uh something that has changed a little bit now. They still release the odd, not great movie, TV show tie-in video games, but it's definitely not as egregious as it is now. Like, we're getting Unreal Spider-Man games, even though they're not overly related to the movies or anything, but regardless, we're starting to get some better stuff like that. But not in 2010, you were getting stuff like Megamind, Ultimate Showdown, and Kick-Ace, the game, at a 33. Love the movie, love the movie Kick-Ass, the first one especially. An absolute, just a just a gem. Freaking love that movie. But the game was awful, so that sucks. And then, the bottom of the barrel, the, ver the worst reviewed game on Metacritic for 2010, Fighters Uncaged on Connect 32. 
on Metacritic. Youch, that's that's a low score. I believe this was uh, basically just a broken ass video game that did not work whatsoever with the Connect. I love the premise. Like it sounds like a ton of fun. Like uh, I loved Wii Boxing. Played a ton of Wii Boxing. Used to lose weight playing Wii Boxing. I played it so much. I would just put out the heavy bag and just wham, 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 just go crazy with it. And, you know, that would be really fun if it worked on Connect. You don't have to hold on to anything. You could just, like, throw fucking hands and have a good time, get a little bit of a workout. And, yeah, sadly, it just didn't work from, from what you can tell from the scores. So, yeah, I mean, those are some pretty damn low scores. We've seen lower scores, that's for sure. But uh, you're getting a good amount of 30s, the low 30s there, but they did not break into the 20s. So that's good. So let's see how 20, 2007 did. They're starting off CSI. You're at it again. Never watched a fucking CSI before. Uh, none of that stuff. No 24. I don't really do cop shows very well. Uh, even the legendary The Wire, I watched most of it. And a lot of it, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But then, like, oh, Omar, man. Omar is the homie. I fucking love that guy. Like, that, that dude made The Wire for me. But... CSI, hard evidence, 48%, so their highest, uh, lowest rated game is already higher than 2010's lowest, highest rated game, so lowest, highest rated, lowest game, there you go, I don't know, I'm gonna try not to use that wordage ever again, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, bad movie, and a bad video game, 47%, I mean, Almost respectable, like a 50 is like, yeah, it's mediocre, it doesn't necessarily need to exist, but there's some fans out there that might appreciate it. A 47 is like, you're pretty bad, you're getting bad at that point, not a lot of um, things that are good to say about that game. I remember people just all over this game, it was terrible. Monster Jam, up next at a 43, I feel like this was on the Wii, and just, yeah, terrible video game. American Army True Soldier at a 43. I feel like this was like in a series of games trying to cash in on the Call of Duty things. Like, all right, we get war games. We got the first person look. We're probably going to get a couple grandmas or aunts that don't know anything about video games that accidentally buy these kind of video games for their kid or their aunt or whatever the fuck. And yeah, it would be a really, really not a good time. Now, there are some good games outside of the Call of Duty and the Battlefield market. I mean, SOCOM used to be pretty dope, but that was a really long time ago. Like, back on the PS2, SOCOM was the shit. I'm trying to... Medal of Honor used to, ha- used to be good as well. I'm trying to fucking think of that one that was uh, a lot more tactical. Uh, something with Dragon in it. Regardless, uh, there was definitely better options. These were some cheap, uh, not very well-made uh, cash-in games trying to get those Call of Duty kids over there. He got Hot Wheel beat that at a 43. Uh, Hot Wheel games are in a different place now. They're definitely a lot better games. They have uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed, I believe, came out not long ago to some pretty good uh, reviews. I know Kind of Funny Games, they like to bring it up every now and again. They're like, oh, what a great little video game that is. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Like, how can you fuck up Hot Wheels, man? Like, Hot Wheels should be amazing in terms of racing like that should be a thing that's happening all the time i loved it in forza horizon the little lego world that was in there that were not lego uh hot wheels that was dope like riding on the freaking orange track in like a 68 mustang like oh god i just i just creamed a little bit admittedly but yeah hot wheels back in 2007 not not as good as they are today got the golden compass Oh, terrible movie, terrible video game, but a fucking good book. Really like the book. Not a book guy. Uh, the only books that I really have read are the ones that they forced us to read in high school. And The Golden Compass was one of them, but I like the book, so um, I didn't really have any excitement for the video game, especially after watching the movie. They forced us to watch the movie after he read the book, and that just made the movie so much worse. Maybe if you watch the movie for anyway, just don't. It's terrible. Read the book. Book's good, but... Yeah, this game sucked. I remember it was released on everything. It sucked on everything. So yeah, Golden Compass, bad. Just a bad movie video game. Looney Tunes, Acme, Arsenal at a 40. Don't really... I remember this one coming out. Don't remember anything about it. I would think that it's probably some sort of like Smash Bros. clone with the Looney Tunes characters. That's what I would think. But at a 40. So yeah, it didn't do very well. Vampire Reign I actually played uh, with my buddies. We all downloaded it. 
I think it was the demo. Now, I might be mistaking this game, but I'm pretty damn sure this is it. And I think you have, there was a multiplayer in there and we're just running around. It's god awful. It's a terrible video game. But if you're playing with a bunch of buddies and you're laughing about how bad and broken this game is, it was a good night of fun uh, there. We never played it again. But yeah, I remember playing Vampire Rain. It was it was pretty bad, but if you play it with some friends, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, honestly, uh, the homie Billy and I, we played Shaq Fu together. Like, <laughs> we were at the game shop, and it was just there. It was dirt cheap. He's like, fuck it. I'll buy it, and we'll we'll go play it. And we played it, and it was it was fun, man. I had a good time with it. Like, it was it's a badly made game, but when you play it with your friend, it's, it's still a good time. It's still a good time. You got Kendo, Legend of the Nine at a 38, just... I guess it's a bad game. And the bottom of the barrel, Hour of Victory, 37. So, yeah, five points higher than the lowest in 2010. Again, I think the... the you know, as the years go on, I think more video games get made. Uh, we've kind of noticed that from... Uh, the last verses we did, there was a pretty large discrepancy in the amount of video games released. But on, in 1998 compared to 2004, games are getting bigger year by year and there's more getting released. So there's probably a good chance, like a lot of video games came out in 2007, but probably more came out in 2010, which would mean there's a better chance of shittier video games getting made. And especially if you got... It's not that the Kinect is a shovelware device, but there's just more potential for shovelware to get put onto that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, you, I mean, just with the numbers there, it looks like 2010 had a worse year for bad video games. So I guess 2007 is going to get the edge right there. Now, in terms of the stories and stuff like that that happened in these years, it's a little bit uh, difficult. Like you know, it's hard to find. It's actually a little tricky to find. I, I was hoping for more uh, statistics from these years, but it's not as available. Like, I kind of have to go off of Wikipedia a lot with this, but... Um, so just bear with me. I mean, I think the numbers are a little bit more clear with 2007 than there is with 2010, because, I don't know, 2007 was just a special, special year with for a lot of us, me included. That was a huge year for me. That was the year I got the 360 and got into this generation HD. It was fucking awesome. But we'll look at the top-selling games from 2007. I have the actual sales numbers for 2007, but not 2010. I couldn't find them anywhere. But 2007, you're topped out with Wii Sports. Did that game actually... I don't think that game actually came out. It says 2006, so these numbers are subjective. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, again, I don't think that game came out in 2000. Yeah, another one from 2006. Halo 3 definitely came out in 2007. 8.1 million copies sold of Halo 3. I definitely remember the hype on that. And I remember vividly going to, like, I think it was a Best Buy uh, when that existed. Oh, rest in peace, Best Buy. But the dude literally told me I went to pre-order it, and he's like, don't bother, man. We have so many copies. You're fine. Like, just walk in here. We'll have 800 copies for you, and you'll be just fine. So, yeah, Halo 3 sold a shitload, and they were ready for that one, that's for sure. I don't even know, like, Mario Galaxy 5.19 million, that was a big one. Mario Party 8, that came out, okay, 4.35 million for Mario Party 8. A lot of these are, like, kind of, you got Brain Age, but that's an older game, Call of Duty 4, so these numbers kind of stink, not going to lie, so, but yeah. Uh, the best-selling games from 2010, without numbers, you got Call of Duty Black Ops, no doubt. Call of Duty was absolutely taken over the world at this point and uh you know looking back at black ops i really really like black ops at the time it was absolutely hated everyone was ripping on black ops and that was the theme with call of duty back then it's okay uh call of duty 4 comes out everyone loved that one world of war comes out you got a mixed bag people are like oh this sucks is world war 2 again blah 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 fuck it and then modern warfare 2 comes out they're like oh this game sucks world at war is awesome actually and rinse and repeat until up until now i feel like they're still doing that but call of duty black ops top selling game of 2010 believable madden of course madden's always up there halo reach was the big halo game in 2010 new super mario bros Wii. that was a <clears throat> that was a big one for sure, Red Dead Redemption, Wii Fit Plus, Just Dance 2, 
Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, that's from last year. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun talking about that one in a little bit. That's gonna be in the critical section, or the critically acclaimed section of games. NBA 2K11, back when, oh wait, no, the, well, 2K used to make more than just NBA games. They were making NHL games, and I feel like they're making football games as well, but now they just stick to NBA 2K, and they were, fuck, for a long time, those NBA 2K games were very, very good. 2016 was the first one I got into, and I fucking adore NBA 2K 2016, man. Absolutely adore that game. So that's kind of uh, the sales numbers you're looking at in terms of... Uh, 2007 and 2010. So let's go ahead and look at some of the events and stories that were going on in 2007 and 10. So in 2007, in March, you're looking at Microsoft announces Games for Windows Live, a version of Xbox Live for Windows platform. Okay. Justin TV was uh, designed specifically for streaming video games. That was launched. Justin TV, I don't even, I don't know if that's still going. I know we have like Twitch and everything like that. I don't hear Justin TV too often. Uh, still in March, Microsoft announced the Xbox 360 Elite. Oh, I've always wanted, I wanted the Elite so bad. I wanted it. It was so cool. It was black. It was sleek. Looks so freaking awesome. Way out of my price range at the time. There was no way. Uh, I was going to be able to get one. I think I technically have it now. I have, like, the Halo 4 Xbox 360, like the slim one. Anyway, the 360 Elite was so sick looking. April, Sony announces that they are discontinuing the 20-gigabyte PlayStation 3, one of two available uh, systems at launch, leaving only the 60-gigabyte available. So that might have been the 20-gigabyte that was still backwards compatible. My wife goes crazy about that one. That was specifically the PS3 that she asked for for Christmas was the backwards compatible one and her dad went out and got the wrong one and yeah then they discontinued making it so yeah she was right about that one that's for sure that's a very valuable system even though it only had 20 gigabytes you could upgrade that I think back then but still they discontinued that in 2010 I thought that was a lot or sorry 2007 so yeah they did not last long June, you got Nintendo announces WiiWare, a similar uh, service to Xbox Live Arcade that allows developers to release original downloadable games for the Wii. Previously, the only downloadable games available on the Wii have been limited to its virtual console. So that would be something that would be helping out our indie scene that is so strong and thriving now. July, after an outpouring of complaints over the faulty Xbox 360 hardware, the Red Ring of Death, I think we're all familiar with that one, Microsoft announces an extension for the Xbox 360's warranty that applies retroactively to all customers who have purchased the console since launch. And I believe that extended warranty got uh, extended from one to two years, if I do remember. And I remember vividly my Xbox breaking like a week after my warranty, and I feel like I'm not alone in that happening. That was fucking terrible. The 11th E3 is held in Santa Monica in July, back when E3 was huge. E3 was massive back then. It's pretty, I think it's all but dead now, but yeah, it's it lives on in other fucking things. But yeah, E3 back then used to mean a lot to me. Uh, August of August, Nokia reveals plans to revive its failing N-Gage. Why would you do that? Uh, they wanted to do that in November. However... This time, the line will not be a console, but rather a service players can download onto Nokia phones, which who the fuck even has a Nokia phone and PC? So that obviously didn't work out. Activision buys Bizarre Creation, developer of the Project Gotham Racing series. So there you go. October, Bungie announces its split with Microsoft to become an independent studio. That was a huge deal, and now Bungie is owned by Sony. You tell me that in 2007, I would have shit my pants and laughed at you. I don't know why I would have shit my pants, but I did. So... EA announces plans to buy VG Holding Corp, which owns both Pandemic Studios and BioWare, effectively making both companies subsidiaries. And I believe they were successful in that. They did get BioWare, I know that for sure. And Pandemic, I believe, ended up closing down. So, yeah, this is, you know, EA beginning its fucking monopoly on the gaming scene, just scooping up really good uh, studios and closing them down. But BioWare is still going, not so strong as they were in 2007, but they're 
they're they're alive. November sixth, EA closes down its EA Chicago studios. So there you go. There's a studio going down. In terms of 2010, starting in January, International Consumer uh, Consumer Electronics Show 2010 was held in Las Vegas. I don't think that's still going. Microsoft X10 held in San Francisco. Don't think that's going. Nintendo World Summit held. Game Developers Conference in March. First PAX East Coast uh, was held in March. In April, Xbox Live. uh, Four original Xbox consoles and games were discontinued. So, shit. I feel like that was... uh, a really, that was a big sad day because a lot of the old Halo 2 and the original Halo players were like, oh no. Uh, I don't think that affected the original Halo as much as Halo 2, but Halo 2 lives on in the new Halos. They just, I think they just released the new maps and everything. Uh, the old maps new again, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that's not cute. Captivate Capcom's annual trade show was held. The Humble Indie Bundle, an experiment into indie charitable cross-platform DRM-free digital game distribution is released to great success. And I think it is still going strong today. I was a subscriber to the Humble Bundle a long time ago, but I, I love the Humble Bundle. Like, that thing got me XCOM 2 for like a dollar or two or something like that the first when I first signed up so I was in love with the humble bundle gave me a ton of games every month and yeah I think it's still going strong now esports organization phase clan is founded in 2010 have I I fell all this was in and around when I started falling out of that kind of stuff so I don't remember I don't recall phase is still going now but yeah you could let me know E3 2010 is held in LA, On Live is released, QuakeCon was held, Game Developers Conference was held. So yeah, there was a ton of conferences and stuff going on back then. This, I guess this is like kind of the prime. There's so many of them. Gamescom, Penny, Arcade Expo, PlayStation Move was launched in North America, Ugh. Tokyo Game Show in 2010, BlizzCon, and November Microsoft Connect launches worldwide starting in North America. Oh boy. So yeah, they're definitely Microsoft and Sony going in super late with the motion controls. Nintendo already absolutely cornered and dominated that market by that point, but you know, they they tried at least, so I guess you can say that. Um cultural cultural impact, I mean, in terms of those stories, I mean like the humble bundle starting that's huge and nintendo and xbox live starting some some pretty big things for indie development is pretty important and we see how big it is now like indie games in 2007 was like a huge afterthought it's it's still kind of an afterthought a little bit in nowadays like people still uh shake off and and shrug off indie games at times but honestly indie games provide some of the greatest moments i've ever had in gaming and uh, some of those experiences were back in 2007 and 10 like with super meat boy and shit like that like oh my goodness so some really cool shit was going on right there but we definitely look back at uh sony and microsoft taking a swing into that motion control market and completely whiffing on that like there i I guess you could say the connect was successful like it did sell well but like it was definitely it was just like nah it just wasn't going to beat the wii at that point so pretty cool to look back at some of the stories and what was going on back in 2010 so now i think it's time to talk about the best video games that came out in 2007 and 2010 we're gonna go through a whole bunch of them and and we'll just discuss which one overall is a little bit better than the other one okay so sorry in advance if your favorite game from either of the years aren't discussed today there's over fucking 2500 or some shit that came out that year so we're not going to be talking about every single game but we're mainly going to focus in on the games that were uh, rated 90 and above on Metacritic. But I'm definitely going to be shouting out a few of the kind of, not necessarily hidden gems, but other really good video games that came out around 2007 and 2008. Even though I just uh, I developed a list right there. But let's start with 2007. Fucking Zack and Wiki Quest for Baraboros Treasure. God damn 
damn it. This is one game that I never got my freaking hands on. I remember wanting it so desperately. I wanted it and wanted it, and I think it was one of those games that was just like, didn't go down enough in price for me to want to buy it, and only heard great things about this little game and, like, cute little adventure game that had some good puzzles and apparently some actually, like, good, not just wiggling your fucking hand around with the Wiimote, like, some decent uses of the motion controls. A game I wish I I got my hands on. I would love to see, you know, I don't think it sold very well. I don't think a lot of people got that Zack and Wiki game, but, again, heard only good things. It would be nice to see a remake or just uh, re-release it on the Switch or something. That would be cool because it seems like a really solid game, another just one I wish I fucking got my hands on. Skate started out in 2007, and I was over the moon with Skate. I played the demo so much when it came out. Oh, my God, man. Like... It was just so refreshing. It was so different from the Tony Hawk's uh, formula. And I was playing a lot of Tony Hawk's still at that time. And the games were still good at that time. Like, uh, I didn't like Waste American Wasteland very much. But I thought, I think it's Project 8 was a fucking banger. Absolutely loved that game. But that didn't come out in 2007. But Skate did. And I love Skate. I want to do a retrospective at some point of the three Skate games. Because it's been forever now and we still don't have a freaking skate four wait where the hell is skate four they said they're making it but uh yeah guitar hero 3 legends of rock i think the homie billy would be really upset with me if i didn't talk about that game that came out in 2007 that's pretty wild and he says that we actually just talked about it the other day uh he was like guitar hero 3 and rock band 2 like those are the two definitive games in the franchise i kind of like thought about Guitar Hero 3, like, yeah, it was really good, but, like, I really liked the Metallica one, that was just awesome, freaking Metallica, some of the side games were really a lot of, a lot of fun, Project Gotham Racing 4, I know a lot of people on the early Xbox days played a ton of Project Gotham Racing 3, it sounded like a lot of fun, it's a game series that I personally have never gotten into, so those are some of the depth bangers, I'm calling them, for 2007, and now we got 2010, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction, goddamn, I know people, not everyone likes Splinter Cell Conviction, and they kind of, not necessarily say this is the one that, you know, kind of killed the Splinter Cell franchise, but it was kind of the beginning of the downfall of it, but my, the homie Billy and I, we loved Splinter Cell Conviction, we played through it a ton of times, there's a playthrough of us playing it on YouTube, it's not very good, but you can check it out, that would be, I, oh boy, yeah, but I love that game, man, like, he's played it way more than me, just a really fucking good game, and I love the co-op part about it, there's a whole co-op part, and the ending, when you have to, like, fucking fight your friend in the end and see who wins and I totally won totally won I shouldn't have but I did I got super duper lucky but yeah man Splinter Cell Conviction I love that game I don't remember which one it was that came out I was like Blacklist or something didn't play that one but man I would love a Splinter Cell Conviction style Splinter Cell game to come out again that would be Kiryu Heavy Rain gotta bring up Heavy Rain it's one of my favorite games of this whole generation I know there's the haters of Heavy Rain, and it didn't necessarily age most gracefully. At the time, there were kind of, you know, it was a little cutting edge at its time with the facial animations, and it was a different game, even though I know Quantum Dream or Quantum Theory, whatever their name is, they've made a game like this uh, on the PS2, actually, similar to Heavy Rain, not quite, but similar style, kind of story-driven, and, but man, I love Heavy Rain, I got so into the story, I fucking cried, like, it was my first Let's Play that I ever did on, on YouTube, so yeah, Heavy Rain has a very, very special place uh, in my heart, I love it, I love all of its quirks, and it's Jason, and all the memes, like, come on now, it's absolutely crazy, and, you know, I don't think Quantum... Uh, Dream has, like, fucking Detroit Become Human was was quality. That was a really good game. But I don't think any any of their games has quite hit for me the way that Heavy Rain did. Probably because that was the first time I've ever played a game quite like that. But gotta shout out Heavy Rain. I'll do a full episode on Heavy Rain at some point, but not yet. Uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 came out during this one. I wasn't a... I was all about Call of Duty at this time, but I did actually play this one. I remember getting it for like $4 or something. It was dirt cheap, and I just wanted to play the campaign. And it was a really solid-ass campaign. Really fun, different. You got to cast a quirky-ass characters, which is fun. 
Bioshock 2 came out in 2010. Now, not as big as Bioshock 1. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Bioshock 2 was a really good game. I remember feeling like a fucking just a G unit that day because I had a job and I had like no responsibility, no bills to pay. So I remember going into the store and I was like, I'm buying Mass Effect 2. And then I was like, oh, Bioshock 2's out. I bought them both and I dropped like $160 right there. Like it was nothing. I haven't done anything quite like that ever again. So I I remember that vividly, but I liked Bioshock 2. Like it definitely was not Bioshock 1. There was a lot missing from the second game like that's just the story wasn't the same the atmosphere was not hitting the same because it's already established and everything and um fuck i think that was the one with the big sisters the big daddies weren't as scary and ominous as they were in the first game it was definitely more action driven where the first bioshock was almost a little bit of everything murder action horror mystery it had a lot going for it bioshock still a really well-made game Call of Duty Black Ops was the big Call of Duty of that year. Talked about that one a lot uh, here recently. Really like Call of Duty Black Ops. Plants vs. Zombies. Like, come on now. Love that game. That's probably one of my favorite indie games. Uh, Man, I loved this game when it came out. I remember watching a Let's Play of it, and I was like, why would you want to Let's Play this? And then I watched it and fell in love with it. I was like, this is awesome. And then I played it, and I just loved myself some Plants vs. Zombies. It'd be nice if they would do an old like an original plants vs. zombie game they've done the garden warfare i've tried them it's just nah it's not for me not for me and the last one i'll shout out for 2010 need for speed hot pursuit i can't recall if i played this one or not i think i played most wanted i definitely played most wanted on ps2 a ton fucking love it but i remember hot pursuit coming out i think i do own it and i played it for a minute but with most race most racing games just don't hit with me after i've played horizon uh forza horizon like it's just completely changed uh how i feel about other racing games i'm like fuck that's if you're only doing racing then i don't know but i don't remember a whole lot about hot pursuit but i do think i own it but uh yeah so those are kind of the depth bangers from both of those years now let's go into the big ones the big games from let's start with 2007 so the highest rated game of 2007 was super mario galaxy the first one on nintendo Wii came out november 1st 2007 and i have mixed feelings about mario galaxy i didn't love it when it came out i bought it and yeah just didn't love it which is a little bit shocking i do have the 3D All-Stars with Galaxy on it, and I definitely want to give it a second try. I didn't fully play through the whole entire game. I remember just not liking, like, the collecting part of it. I was not, like, the big thing with me was, like, collecting the 100 coins, I think, on every level to get one of the, the stars, and I fucking hated doing that. So Galaxy did not hit with me uh, at the time, and I have not gone back to play it, and regrettably, I sold Mario Galaxy, my original copy, I sold it, and yeah, so that was a kind of a big old mistake, so I don't actually own an original copy of Mario Galaxy on the Wii anymore, but that's the highest rated game, and people love it, I will... I definitely remember, but I love the soundtrack when this, this, the soundtrack was so insane. Like it was the biggest step up ever in a Mario soundtrack. This, they did not fuck around with the galaxy soundtrack. It was absolutely insane. And it might be the best one of all time. It's just crazy. It definitely set the bar on a different level. And now you have the orange box. This one's a little tricky because it's like a compilation of some games were new and some were old. So you got the the Half-Life games. I think the episode two was new at the time. I'm a little, I'm not a huge Half-Life person. Didn't I've tried most of them, but didn't like love them. And I will give a lot of props to Orange Box. It got me through the early days with my PS3 when that's all I had was the Orange Box uh because I spent all my money, every dollar that I had on getting the PlayStation, and, and it didn't have any money left to get games. So my buddy let me borrow or have the orange box, I think, because I bought it off him. I think he let me have the orange box to play. He's like, oh, it's five in one game, so that should hold you over until you can get some funds to get some games. But yeah, dude, I mean, by far my favorite game in the package is Portal. I mean, Portal is unbelievable. Such a cool game. Like, I don't know if anyone was really like, oh, I think at the time everyone's like, oh, what's Portal? Oh, Portal, whatever. Oh, we got Team Fortress 2 and fucking the Half-Life games. Like, oh my God. But I think Portal in the end ended up being like the fucking, the sleeper hit of this little package because Portal was 
just amazing. Such a freaking cool game. You can beat it. I think I could beat it in like an hour or something, but amazing. One of the just the... I don't know if I want to use the word revolutionary, but it was a game changer for sure. Like, everyone talked about Portal. Everyone played Portal. And Gladys, the cake, the fuck, come on now. It's amazing. The Orange Box is probably the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, game compilation packages of all time. Just some of the best bang for your buck. And especially when you can get it for cheap. Like, I remember it was like $10 a lot of the time. So, yeah. Big Boy coming up next, Bioshock comes out on 360 and Windows at the time. It was a timed exclusive, at, at least, I don't know if they mentioned the word timed exclusive. I think at the time it was a straight up 360 Xbox exclusive, and then eventually it released on PlayStation, but yeah, this was a huge game, man. The fucking hype for this game leading up was immense. It was huge, and it was going over my head because I didn't know anything about Future Shock or any of those prior games or System Shock, and um, yeah, but I was intrigued. I saw pictures. I was like, what's that big daddy? What the fuck is this? And yeah, I, I got it the year it came out and absolutely blew me away. Bioshock is insane. It's the best one in the series. Like, Infinite, I think, is overrated, honestly. That game just did not hit with me. Bioshock still stands as the pinnacle in the series. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. The the, the story, the fucking... It's just top to bottom. It's downright pretty much a masterpiece, I would say. Just an excellent video game. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare did an episode on that last week. You can uh, hear all about my thoughts on that game. Absolutely loved it. Got that game, got COD 4 the year it came out, and it changed my whole world, bro. Like, it was crazy. You got Halo 3. Like, this was a huge year for online shooters. You got Halo 3, COD 4, and I was in on both of those. Just running my life at the time. The Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Now, I don't recall that coming out in 2007. I might be. It might have, but I thought it came out in 2006. So, if that's the case, I don't think it did come out in 2000. Let me just check. Maybe it came out. I'll say that's the PS3 version. Okay, so it didn't. We're not going to count that. That's a, it's a game that already came out on a different console. So I'm not going to count Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. Excellent video game. I fucking love Elder Scrolls 4. It took me a long time, though. I will say to love it. It took me a long time. God of War 2. Fucking right there at the end of the PS2. PS2 was still strong, man, in 2007. Uh, and it continued until, I think, 2012 or something like that. I, that system never died. And it was just an unreal game. Uh, God of War 2. I got into God of War late. I didn't get into God of War until the third game came out. And then I went played one two and three in order and it was amazing two might be my favorite of the first trilogy there uh it's definitely got some of the big moments there fighting the statue was crazy it was a big old step up in just everything fine-tuned everything from the first game and three felt more of the same like there wasn't much more uh, other than graphically to go with god of war so two might be the best one in the series but another huge game for 2007 Galactic Civilizations do Dark Avatar. I don't know a thing about it, but it has a 91 on Metacritic, so it was good. I don't know a thing about it, though. We had the Xbox 360 version of Guitar Hero 2 was released, but we're not counting that because it was already released uh, the previous year on PlayStation. But Rock Band started in 2007, baby, and that game changed my life. Uh, really finally got me, allowed me to have some version of a drum set, something I've always wanted. I've always wanted to have a drum set, and finally... In video game form, I was able to get, uh, you know, it's not very close to a real drum set, but it was the closest thing that I can get to. And Rock Band, I think it's the first episode of this podcast I ever did in the GamerCast. So, yeah, man, I love Rock Band. It's not the best one in the series. There's, It's definitely uh, a stepping stone for the series, but oh my god, man, Rock Band changed me as a person. <laughs> Resident Evil 4, the Wii edition, also changed me. That came out, but it doesn't count because Resident Evil 4 already came out. World of Warcraft, the Burning Crusade, never played World of Warcraft before, but their expansions were huge, and it was always a big deal. I know the, the homie Jesse would always disappear for a month or three or seven whenever a Warcraft 
thing would come out. Mass Effect started in 2007. That was a big game for me. I got that. Uh, that was one of the lucky seven that I got in the, the first year I got my Xbox. And... Yeah, it was definitely a janky game. Like, there was problems with it, but there was so much potential with Mass Effect. And the beginning was a little slow, but once you get past it, there was definitely, like, a little bump that you got to get over with the first Mass Effect. But once you get over it, like, it really opens up the story, the characters. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's def- it definitely had some problems. It's uh, cleaned up now in the Legendary Edition or whatever. I played it this year, and it was a good-ass time. Really like Mass Effect. Crisis... That was like that graphical Marvel. Everyone's going crazy. Oh, how good this game looks. It still looks good now. But I never played Crisis, actually. Never touched it. Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. I have played that game. I don't remember if I own it still or not, but I did have it on the Wii. It was solid. It was the first Prime game I ever played. And I liked it. I remember liking the motion controls. There was like this particular motion where you have to like slot in a fucking... I don't know, but I loved it. The Legend of Zelda... Phantom Hourglass, you got a a DS game. Those DS games, those Zelda handheld games are super underrated. And I say that because I haven't played any of them either, but I own them all. I I kept, I always bought them, but I never played them. I own Phantom Hourglass. I own Spirit Tracks. I own the Link Between Two Worlds, and I haven't fucking played any of them. I, I am ashamed of myself. Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. Uncharted gets its start in 2007. It took me a minute to get to Uncharted because I wanted the price to go down, but when I did, I was very into Uncharted. I don't think I quite liked it as much as like Tomb Raider quite yet, but I was like, ooh, this is good, but it's the next game in the series that really did it for me. Um, then you got some like lower-rated games. We'll kind of just fly through some of these. Virtual 5 Fighter Online, World in Conflict, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Future Tools of Destruction. That game was fucking awesome. Persona 3 on the PlayStation 2. Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions. Always wanted to play that game. Never got my hands on it. Puzzle Quest, Challenge of the Warlords. Sam and Max, Save the World. The World Ends with You. Ninja Gaiden Sigma. Elder Scrolls 4, Shivering Isles. That's the downloadable contract or content. And the Hitman trilogy on PS2. So, yeah, man, there's a lot of huge games in here. A lot of uh, big sequels and big first-time games like Bioshock. You got Rock Band. You got Mass Effect. You got Portal. You got, yeah, you got some big ones. And you have some massive sequels. Like, is Ga- like Galaxy, it's not really a sequel. But you know what I mean. The next game in the Mario uh, series of games. Call of Duty 4 is was the biggest shift in the Call of Duty franchise. Halo 3, God of War 2, Team Fortress 2, Resi 4. Like, yeah, there's some big, big old freaking uh, sequels. I, I, don't th- I think I skipped this game. Forza Motorsport 2. I actually played that one. It was really good. It, I really liked it. I just... It took me a long time to get used to it. That was the first Forza game I ever played. And it's a simulation racer. It's way more realistic. It's not like, oh, I mean, it can be very realistic. But, yeah, it took me a while. But it slowly grew on me. And now, like, I think I like the realistic racers more than the arcade. But I think Kart Racer still, like, is is its own like tier and that's still my favorite are those. So those are the big games from fucking 2007. Let's take a look at 2010. Starting off with Super Mario Galaxy 2. So in fucking three years apart, Mario Galaxy is on the top on both of these lists. So that's pretty freaking impressive. And I definitely like Mario Galaxy 2 a lot more than Mario Galaxy 1. I just found the levels were way more fun and memorable. I found it very difficult. I found the game so hard. I could never beat the final level like the the perfect run or whatever i had to call the homie billy over to do it because i was doing a let's play of galaxy 2 and i couldn't beat it i was like bro you got to come over and do this because i can't and he did it i think on the first try it's on youtube it's one of the most impressive things i've ever seen him do and i'm super jealous that he did that to me but fuck i love mario galaxy 2 it might be it's like odyssey and galaxy 2 those are my two favorite mario games at least in the 3d uh it might be overall as well but Love Super Mario Galaxy 2. So much fun. Mass Effect 2. So wham wham. Mass Effect 2 might be one of my favorite games of all time. It probably still... It might still be in my top 5. Might be out in the top 10 now. But... Oh, Mass Effect 2 was incredible. Oh my god. 
one of the best sequels ever made. Like, they cleaned up so much from Mass Effect 1. The combat was so much better. The classes were so much better. The story was amazing. The characters are some, the, some of the best characters ever in video games. Like, Garrus, Th- what is it, Thane? Thane, I think his name was. Uh, the bald-headed girl, Jack. Like, fuck, dude. And the suicide mission at the end of that game. That's one of the greatest things of all time. I, oh... I played through Mass Effect 2 like three or four times, and I love it, and I plan on doing another run of that game probably in 2024. Mass Effect 2, one of my favorite games ever made. StarCraft 2, Wings of Liberty, never played it, never played a StarCraft, but I know this game was huge for StarCraft and Blizzard fans because it's been a long time since StarCraft has been around with a new game, so I know that game was huge, but I don't have much to say about it. Rock Band 3, that also was a huge game changer for me. Um, played it a ton. It probably is my least favorite soundtrack, but I had so many DLC songs at the time, it really didn't matter. But this added, like, the pro level, where you can have, like, the symbols as their own uh, chart, and that just really showed me that, like, hey, man, you can drum. Like, you could actually do this if you wanted to. And I did. So I got myself a real drum set, and now I play on on real drums. But Rock Band 3 was probably, like, 1, 2, and 3, man. Rock Band, they're all amazing. Just so fucking good. Pac-Man Championship Edition. Yeah, I love that game. I love Pac-Man Championship Edition. Played the shit out of that on the old Xbox 360 arcade. I actually have Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. Bought it not long ago. I have not gotten to it yet, but I, I can't wait. God of War 3, that was huge. Honestly, think it's a little bit overrated because I don't think it did too much different from 1 or 2 other than, like, the story. Like, they finished off the story in pretty good fashion. Graphics were nuts. And it was a lot of fun, but it was just kind of more of that God of War formula. And then we've seen it change uh, into the new God of War in 2018. And they're off and running now. So that was kind of the last time we saw God of War in that old school hack and slash fashion. But God of War 3 was huge for me, man. I, I got so hyped up for that game. I had the PlayStation at the time. And I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for this. And it was a good time. Got me into the God of War series. Played all three games Leading up to, or all two games leading up to three, and off we go. Xenoblade Chronicles, I have not played before. I've been always super interested in Xenoblade Chronicles. Haven't touched it. I own Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but they're fucking like 150 hour plus long games, so I don't know, like, I'm just not ready for that yet. And when Xenoblade Chronicles came out on the Wii, it was hard to find. And when I did find it, it was super duper expensive, and it was just, I couldn't do it. Halo Reach, the big Halo of the year, and yeah, I didn't get into this one very much. Uh, me and the homies, we all picked it up. We thought, oh, it's going to be a four-person campaign. It's going to be awesome. We played like two missions, and that's it. I think even this, I think it was last year, I tried to play Reach with the homie Kyle, and the same thing happened. We played like two missions and never touched it again. So I don't know what's going on with Halo Reach. Just didn't hit for me. That was the one I think they, they tried to be Call of Duty online. They started adding like kill streaks and, and perks and shit like that, if I do remember. Just it wasn't the right move to, to make. World of, Warcraft, World of Warcraft Catalyst, another big old DLC. Probably didn't see the homie Jesse for a few months. Super Street Fighter 4, that's uh, extra edition, not going to count that. MLB 10, the show, I've actually, I played one the show game before. It was pretty good. I don't, I'm not a big baseball guy, or I'm just straight up not a baseball guy, period. Don't watch it. And uh, But I did play it, and they've always reviewed very well. They're, they're lower now, but it's a very respected franchise. And the crazy thing is, it's like the God of War team, they make these games, I, if I'm not mistaken, which just is wild wild to me is like oh we got this fucking god of war slaughtering everybody and then a little baseball just american classic baseball we got limbo that was a huge game at the time i remember everybody fucking talking about limbo so much so i never played it i actually just recently bought it and actually started playing through uh these games i did inside and i did cocoon and now i'm gonna do limbo and give it the respect that it deserves i mean it was a huge game at the time it really put uh, indie games, not on the map, but it definitely made people go, hey, like, you can tell a pretty captivating story in an indie game, and Limbo, yeah, definitely started that off. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, this was the last Assassin's Creed that I fucking loved, oh my god, like, Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, 
all time. Fucking love those two games. They're untouchable to me. Uh, they were the pinnacle of the franchise. They never even got close. Uh, yeah, I loved Brotherhood. Brotherhood added like the... You can like send off little assassins to do things for you. I love that mechanic so much. And it was just more of the same great stuff from Assassin's Creed 2. So I love that game. Super Meat Boy also loved this game. Hard as fuck, but... Oh my god, it is, and and it's just the one of the cleanest controlling games I've ever played. Like, I never got mad at it, because it, ju- it just, it was always my fault. I'm like, I'm just not good enough, and it's just, the controls were so perfect, and by far the best thing about Super Meat Boy is, every time you die, it, like, it'll, like, save that run, and then when you finally beat it, it'll show all your runs going at the same time, you just watch your little Meat Boy get killed over and over and over again. So satisfying. Love Super Meat Boy. Cave Story, I never actually played it, but it's uh, that's an older game that kept getting re-released, but I know it's supposedly really good, never played it. And Civilization Five. I'm a huge fan of Civilization Five. Which one's five? I think I actually played this on PC. I did. I played the shit out of this one on PC. During my brief period as a PC gamer, I played a lot of Civilization V. I was doing the mods. I had the Game of Thrones thing going on. So we're fucking Daenerys and the dragons taking over fucking Spain over here. It was a great time, man. It was a great time. But again, so those are all the games here listed on the the critically acclaimed uh it's a good list, man. Like, when you compare it, like, I prefer Galaxy 2 over 1. I prefer Mass Effect 2 over Mass Effect 1. I prefer Rock Band 3 over Rock Band 1. I prefer I prefer God of War 2 over God of War 3, so there's a win. Halo 3 over Reach, for sure. We did Rock Band. Assassin's Creed. Oh, man, didn't Assassin's Creed, the first one, come out in 2007? I think it did. It's it's way lower. I know it didn't review great. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Assassin's Creed started in 2007. I definitely like Brotherhood over Assassin's Creed. The first Assassin's Creed, it, it was okay. It was okay. It definitely wasn't the game, I think. Like, I definitely got sold, uh, like, not the bag of goods I thought it was. Like, it definitely... When I got into it, I was like, oh, what the fuck? This is not what they said it was. So I was a little pissed off with Assassin's Creed, but I didn't like it. But yeah, Brotherhood by far. Way better, way better. The first Assassin's Creed be pretty low on the totem pole. Not that good of a game, but a big start for a huge franchise that's still releasing games every fucking year, whether we like it or not. So... With that being said, go back to the 2007 list, back up to the top, and on their side, so Bioshock, I prefer Bioshock, the first one over two, Call of Duty 4, ooh, that's a tough one, versus Black Ops, that's tough, Uh, I'll take Call of Duty 4 over Black Ops, mostly because the campaign is just so much better, Halo 3, I'd take that, Uh, we did that one, did that one, it's tough, man, like, ooh, I'm almost starting to think that 2010 might be the better year for me personally right here, folks. Coming to think about it, there's just games that hit for me a lot better, but there's some all-timers right here. I think it's more or less the impact of 2007 that shook the landscape, which, you know, almost like the, you know, 2007 was walk-in so that 2010 could run. Like, a lot of these uh, games that were huge in 2010 are sequels to games from 2007. So, you gotta give the props to 2007, but I think I'm gonna go with 2010 as the year I would prefer. I love Red Dead Redemption. I might like Red Dead Redemption more than Grand Theft Auto at this point because I really loved me some Red Dead Redemption back then. Two is one of my, I mean, Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games ever made. Rock Band 3 has made me who I am basically today in a way. 2010 was a big year for me, man. I'm picking 2010. People might laugh at that, but I'm going to go with 2010. The easy vote is 2007. When I was doing the research for this, 2007 was by far the one that made damn near every list when it came to this generation a lot of lists was like one list said 2008 another list said 2009 another list said 2006 another one said 2010 and yeah i looked through all those years each year had some really really big games i think what 2011 i think had last of us but it was really fun doing this one right here i didn't actually expect 2010 to win just kind of in hindsight i'm like yeah it's just i prefer these games more and that's kind of the 
the the final blow which gave 2010 the the slight edge is very 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 slight edge uh it's just i prefer the 2010 games a little bit more that's just how i am but that's a completely subjective suggestive opinion i think that's how we use that but let me know which year would you prefer to go with if you were stranded on a fucking desert island which library of games do you want do you want 2007's library of video games or do you want 2010's library of video games it might be a little like that was my one thing that I had with like my own complaint to myself about 98 versus 2004 is that that's two different generations. That's not really fair. I don't think like 2004 had more hardware power. They had more games getting made in 1998. They were still on the, the PS one and stuff. So I'm trying not to do that. I want to keep the, the yearly verses within the same generation. So we can do this generation again. I think I want to go to like the PS four Xbox one switch next and do like 20, 16 versus 18 maybe something like that that would be a lot of fun and then we can go back old school and then maybe we can round it up and we'll take like a whoever won the 98 2004 put it up against this winner the 2010 could go up against whoever won the other one so that could be a lot of fun the something we can do in the future but let me know what was your favorite or least favorite games from 2007 and 2010 Shockingly, it's 2010. I, I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be easily 2007, but surprised myself. I surprised myself. There you go. So that's the episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. You want to be even more awesome? Hit that little like button or that review button. Give an honest opinion. Let me know what you think of the show. If you want to follow along, there's a Twitter page. I know people don't like Twitter, but it's there. You know, I throw up suggestions and shit like that and announcements and ideas and stuff like that. I also upload all these to the YouTube channel, Gamer GX Videos. So if you want to watch these, a great spot to drop a comment. Over there on YouTube, you want to answer answer a question? No, I'll answer your question if you want to. Anything related to video games, wrestling, or hockey, just drop a comment on YouTube. Send something on Twitter. There's an email address down there as well. All the links are down there in the description area, so you can do that as well. And in terms of the landscape of the GX GamerCast, I have a pretty good idea of what we're going to be doing for like the next like month or so. So it should be uh, Liza P., hoping to do a a list video looking at um 10 game changing games so like life changing like games that just changed the world for me hopefully doing that list and then it could be uh harry potter the hogwarts legacy review and then it could and should be the exes uh my my video game awards where i'm just given a whole bunch of fun awards we talk talk about all the games that i played across 2023 has been a huge year so yeah that is kind of the landscape of the things i want to be doing in the future and got the hockey cast ongoing every week talk about all the news and all the happenings in the nhl and of course the WrestleCast, the weekly recap of your aew and wwe shows and when there's a pay-per-view i generally throw up an extra episode for that as well so there's a lot of things to indulge yourself with here at the gx plus cast but that's it for me everybody again thank you so much for listening we'll be back again soon with more gx plus cast <laughs>